Green Team Academy podcast, episode 78. Tune into my interview with Jasmine Barco of EcoCycle. We're going to be talking about a new zero waste video series that just came out that will answer your burning questions about recycling and composting. We're also going to be talking about the Denver Compost Challenge and some other resources that are available. Plus, if you want to start an initiative during the Climate Action Challenge, we're going to be talking about some ideas for that too. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, if you need any help getting your team going, head over to greenteamacademy.com. And with that, let's get started. Welcome to the Green Team Academy podcast live. So nice to be hanging out with you guys. We're so excited. And Jasmine has been a rock star in in the Denver community and helping everybody kind of understand more about what's going on with zero waste and really getting people together and taking action. And she's with EcoCycle, which is a nonprofit uh, that is one of the leaders in zero waste in the country, maybe in the world. So really nice to have you with us today, Jasmine. Great to be here. Thank you, Joan. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about some of the main issues around recycling, composting, and a few ways that you can get involved. Um, but before we do that, Jazz, do you want to just take a minute and tell us how did you become interested in this whole zero waste thing? What, what changed you into a zero waste warrior, leader? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, I think it really started over at my master's studies. I actually studied abroad in Germany and lived there for three years. Um, so my degree is in resource efficiency in architecture and planning. My previous like bachelor's degree was in environmental design. And that's really where I fell in love with the environment. Um, it was over at CU Boulder and of course there was all this nature and it was just amazing and I just wanted to take care of it. And at my master's degree, I was just naturally gravitated to two things and that was waste and wastewater. Um, I don't know why, it's just something that every single person does and it's something that is greatly harming our environment. So after my master's degree, I did an internship at the Office of Sustainability, um, now CASER, C-A-S-R, in Denver. And I worked with them on their first ever Sustainable Denver Summit. Wow. So I was lucky enough to go to all of the roundtables, meet all of the stakeholders working towards sustainability in Denver. And that's where I met EcoCycle. Um, then fast forward a few months later, I actually ended up getting a part-time job over at Boulder County's Office of Sustainability and another part-time job over at EcoCycle. Then they said, hey, we'd like you to come on full-time. And so I did, and I've been there for about four years now. Wow, that's really <laughs> cool. I did not know that backstory. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. All right, so let's just dive right in. And um, so one of the things that we wanna make sure that people know about is this new video series that you guys have been putting together. And I think partnering with a lot of people to, to make it happen and to get it out there. Um, so why 
why did you feel like this video series was necessary? And can you just walk us through a little bit of that? If you want to share your screen, feel free. If you want to just chat, either way. But why, why did you feel like this series was necessary? Yeah, I'll do a little bit of both. This actually came um, up as a brainstorm idea from one of our coalition partners at Coperg. He was talking about how he is having a hard time given the whole COVID situation and having two young kids at home. And so we thought, okay, well, we know that education is sorely needed, especially around recycling and composting, how to do it, what is it? And so we decided, okay, let's just make these short videos and we will also have some activities for young kids, middle-aged kids, and teens and adults to really help sink in at the lessons of the week. Um, so I'll share my screen now. So if you go to ecocycle.org um, slash videos, we have a Denver series, a series for national audiences, and a series in monolingual Spanish. Um, so it's pretty cool. You can get the series sent to your inbox, um, but you can also access them from this website and you'll see things like, where does our stuff come from? Why recycle? What is recyclable? How are things recycled? We have a lot of videos on how to recycle since it's a lot harder than composting. Um, I'm happy to say this week, our video will be on why compost. Um, but what's pretty cool is if you go to a video lesson, you will see the video for the week here, um, but also you can access the activities here. So there's a bonus activity in this one, for example, as well. This one's all about doing a audit at your home. We're also interviewing council members um, in Denver, and it's pretty cool. This council member uh, did a waste audit um, and she just looked through her Sunday trash and, you know, tells us like what is in her trash that should actually be recycled, what should actually be in the trash. Um, she also has a compost bin, but thankfully there was no compostable stuff in there. But yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. Hmm. So, and you can also access the videos in Spanish here. Um, so that's one way to get them. You can also see them on our YouTube page. Um, all of the activities are linked in the descriptions as well. And of course, if you have Facebook, um, you can watch them on our EcoCycle book page too, uh, where we have the latest videos and we have different playlists of what's going on. The latest video we just came out with last Friday was the problem with plastics. So that's, that's top of mind for everybody. Do you want to, so, um, well, first, that's so cool that that councilman, that Amanda Sawyer did a waste audit with you. That's that's really neat to make it personal and to really, I was going to say bring it home, <laughs> like it already gets home, um, to bring you home, to to go through that. that was, that's a really cool thing that she did. I like that. Um, so, yeah, so plastics, I think that's one of those, you know, the emoji with the person's head that's blown. Um, I think when people think about recycling plastics, that's kind of what they, they're not sure where even to start or what all is happening. So what were some of the kind of takeaways with that problems with plastics video? 
Oh, a lot. Um, so there are a lot of problems. So we first talk about upstream problems. So how it's even produced. A lot of people don't know that um, plastic is made from oil and gas and it's um, taken out from the earth through fracking. Um, so that causes air and water pollution, methane emissions and exposure to toxins. Um, downstream problems, you know, plastics are just very hard to recycle um, and they never fully decompose. They just turn into microplastics and it's really crazy. There was a article um, from the Rocky or saying that microplastics were found in rain um, over at the Rocky Mountain National Park, um, which was just crazy. Um, and only about 91 or 91% of our plastics that we use up usually end up in or in landfills, or the environment, um, the oceans. And that's because it's just not an inherently good material um, to be recycled. So materials like aluminum and glass can be recycled indefinitely. Um, but with plastics, it ultimately loses its quality and it's eventually just downcycled. So it can only be recycled a couple of times and it'll usually be made into fabric, like polyester that's made of plastic um, or carpeting. And uh, something like that usually, unfortunately, just has like one use and then you know, it's hard to recycle it because it's fast fashion. Um, and so there's, I mean, that's just a few of the issues. Some other issues is that, you know, plastics is being pumped out so incredibly fast. In the 50s, we had around 2 million tons um, annually produced. And in 2015, we had 440 million tons which is just a huge explosion of it. It's set to double in the next 20 years and quadruple by 2050. And one of the reasons why we have so much of it is because oil and gas is heavily subsidized. Um, so making plastics from the virgin source is a lot cheaper than recycling it and making it into a new piece of plastic like um, aluminum or glass would be. It makes so much more sense to recycle aluminum and glass, um, especially after all of the extraction that it has to go through to even have that material um, to make it into those um, items. So that's just some of the issues. Another one I always hear is always like, what do the numbers mean? Uh, the numbers are just the types of resin. And just because it has a number with a recycling symbol on it, doesn't unfortunately mean that it can be recycled. Unfortunately, that symbol is not regulated, um, but the better plastics out there, better resins are ones, twos, and fives. Um, and that's because threes, six, and sevens are, have a production process that are toxic. Um, they also have health hazards associated with them when we consume food and drink out of them. Um, and they're significantly harder to find a recycling market for. So that's just some of the information. These videos are jam-packed with information. That, what you just said there, confirming that you do feel like there's certain plastics that are, like, that you feel like, wait, did, did I just taste the plastic in my food? And so confirming that that, that is, you know, something that can happen. Um, and... And so the other thing, Jazz, is what what can people do? So I know you have the Denver Eco Leaders, and that's that's really a cool thing. 
so for folks that are out there, there you're wanting to organize in your city. Um, so if you're in the Metro Denver area, then definitely check out the Denver Eco Leaders. But if you're not, I think using this idea is is really smart. Um, so what kinds of things did do the Denver Eco Leaders do, and how can people get involved with that? Yeah, so Denver Eco Leaders specifically, we do have one main campaign, and that is to change the city's waste system. Um, currently in Denver, trash and recycling are provided free of charge um, or at no additional cost. And composting is $9.75 a month. But the whole campaign says, hold on, recycling and composting should be the thing that's offered at no additional cost, and trash should be the thing that's charged for. Um, so... Uh, We've been working on that for the past couple of years. We actually got super close this year, but then all the COVID stuff happened. So we have some time, um, but that's always a gift because we have the opportunity to really shape what the low income aspect of this program would look like. Mm -hmm. So we're actively looking for and recruiting folks from low or fixed income communities to have a seat at the table and to help us make this report um, to the city of how this program should look like and how it's the most fair and equitable program um, for humans and the environment that we can possibly have. Um, so that's the main thing that Denver Eco Leaders are working on. We do have a general eco leader program. We have some people from New Zealand in it um, and from all over the nation, all over the world. And really what eco leaders do is they come to us and then they say, hey, I have a project. I need some help, um, you know, how can I get started? Or what are some resources? And then we'll work with you to really make that program come true. We have eco-leaders that have worked to get reusable, um, reusable wear in their kids' schools, for example, or get their businesses to be zero waste or get recycling even or composting in their apartment complex. Um, uh, the leaders that have started green teams at their workplace or church. And it's just like an array of different ways that you can get involved. It all depends on you and your personal passion and the project that you want to pursue. So for that, I would definitely recommend going to our website uh, to become an eco-leader. Um, so it's a zero waste ambassador. And then I can share my screen with you again. Nice. <laughs> Let's see. So it's ecocycle.org backslash network. Um, and so you just sign up to be an eco-leader. There's also an eco-leader portal, which is pretty cool. Um, and then you just fill out this form uh, to be an eco-leader. Uh, so eco-leaders are taught zero waste practices um, so that they can really be the expert for their friends, neighborhood, co-workers, et cetera. I always say eco-leaders are the people that, you know, if your friends always always coming up to you and saying like, hey, is this recyclable or not? Um, then you're an eco-leader. <laughs> or even if you uh, put your hand in a trash can to save an aluminum can, <laughs> I think you're an eco-leader. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we need eco-leaders in all aspects or all facets of our community, like our schools, our governments, businesses, neighborhoods, events, etc. So um, just fill this form and then my colleague Rosie and I would um, get in touch with you. 
Perfect. Well, that, that is the perfect segue to, to talking about the Climate Action Challenge. Um, and so the, the Climate Action Challenge and maybe, um, I guess I won't share my screen for this, but it's just climateactionchallenge.net. And so you may have heard about this, but this is with, in conjunction with the release of my new book, which is called Climate Action Challenge, a proven, a proven plan for launching your eco-initiative in 90 days. So what we're doing with this is starting no, um, September 1st and going through November 30th, challenging people to launch an eco-initiative. And so a lot of those things that you just said, Jazz, those would be perfect things to get going. And I think that this idea that, you know, getting it out of your head and getting it into action is, it just feels so much better. And I know like I did a small thing at a company I was just at for a couple months where I, my office was really near to the, the lunchroom and all day long, people were coming into the lunchroom going, is this recyclable? Should I compost this? What should I do with the paper towels? And it was like, nobody knew. And so one of my cohorts and I, we were both hearing this all day. So I said, hey, why don't we start a green team? And we were able to bring in the company that does the pickup. They came in, did a an education session and there were so many questions it just went on and on and then we also came up with signage um, so that we could show people exactly and we had um, you know pictures of the types of things we were across the street from McDonald's so people would bring their McDonald's trash so we're like all right let's show them where to put each of these and it felt really good compared to sitting there overhearing these conversations all day, what should I do with this? What should I do with that? Um, so, so your ideas around what people can do are awesome. And so when you're thinking about this climate action challenge, we have a couple opportunities. One is right now recruiting mentors, ambassadors, partners, sponsors, anybody that wants to help us be part of it. And so from July 31st to August 31st, we're going to be really recruiting um, for people that are signing up. So we're, our goal is to recruit a thousand people to launch or an expand, expand an initiative. And um, so we've got folks from the Denver Compost Challenge and from EcoCycle that will be there. So, so Jasmine, let's give an example of what maybe a, an example initiative that you think somebody could actually do within 90 days and how, what you might to do just as a, to help people kind of get a, a more concrete idea of what, what that could be like. Hmm. Um, well, it kind of depends on how many people you have on your team or if you're doing this solo. If you're doing this solo, I would recommend it, perhaps doing a waste audit at your own household. Um, similar to the video of Amanda Sawyer that we just saw, like checking through on the Sunday morning, what is in your trash that should be in the recycle or in the compost bin um, and what should actually be trash and really getting your family on board with all of this um, is super important and super crucial um, just to you know, be well informed about what is or what isn't recycle or compost and what is or what isn't trash. Um, and, you know, the guidelines are changing from place to place, uh, but 
we have some great videos that really break down what makes something recyclable or not um, in different yeah. areas as well of the country. And, so, and just a quick note on that. So with the Climate Action Challenge, we're, we're kind of nudging people to doing the team thing. But actually what you just said was even it could be your family team. Like, hey, let's as a family see what we can do to reduce our, our waste over this time period, which would be really cool. And, and so that's kind of the idea is we're pushing people because it makes things go kind of um, exponential instead of one person doing it, having them be a team. And then once that, you can imagine once that family got it all figured out that they could be a resource for other families and it could continue. Exactly. And it doesn't just have to be like normal single stream recycling and composting. You could also go above and beyond and look for your nearest scrap metal recycler, for example, um, or your nearest hard to recycle place or where to take your hazardous chemicals or hazardous waste or, you know, what services, zero waste services is your city offering? A lot of times cities will offer a leaf pickup um, for the fall or like a Christmas tree mulch event, or even an electronics recycling drive. Um, so there is a whole, to, a whole lot to unpack over yeah, there. Yeah, and, and I think that's why I like, I really like this idea now of, of thinking about a club. So it could be like, uh, like Sustainable Green Mountain, they have a, a zero waste lifestyle club as a subsection of their bigger sustainability club. And that club is kind of a, it's a support group, it's a coaching group, it's resources for others. Because as you said, at each different part of the year, it's like, wait, what do I do with wrapping paper? What do I do with Christmas trees? Um, what do I do with leaves? And, you know, on and on. Um, and okay, now it's, we're at home, stuck home. Now what do I do with masks or what's the best option you know is there a zero waste option so it's a continual process and having a team that you can work on it with um, can really be um, really be helpful and it also supports you in not getting bummed out because if you do like the the zero plastic challenge for a month by yourself it's really hard and so doing it with the group is is definitely a better way to do it um, and also, Jasmine, did we want to say mention about the Denver Compost Challenge and the Neighborhood Leader Board? Yeah. Um, let me pull that up. Okay. Yeah, I can share my screen too. Awesome. Let's see. Yeah. So the, um, the City of Denver has some great resources, and the Denver Compost Challenge is an amazing. Um, initiative that came out of uh, um, a woman named Tara who lives in Congress Park in Denver and in partnership with the city they've been able to do some amazing things um, like put up on the city's website a neighborhood leaderboard for example um, so these are the percentages of um, the entire neighborhood that is subscribed to the city's green bin um, so Denver is one of those lucky communities that has a green bin. I'm a little bit jealous because I'm in Littleton, which is a suburb of Denver, and we don't have composting at all. Um, I do have, I do use a drop-off center, but I would love a bin 
to just have a bin for like my yard waste um, or food waste, um, non-recyclable papers to go into the compost uh, bin as well. Um, so yeah, look at all these lucky neighborhoods and the percentages are at. One of the reasons I think that the percentages are a bit lower, um, I mean, the highest one is 38%, which is actually really good, but I would love to see like 80%, uh, for example, but I think that's because the system is currently a little bit backwards um, with composting having a fee and trash being free. So that's why we really want to change the system around to say, okay, no, composting and recycling should be the thing that's provided as a standard service. Um, so they also have a lot of amazing information around like how to worm compost or how to compost in your apartment or how to start your own backyard composting. Um, as well as the Cherry Creek Recycling Drop-Off. If you have any compost, you can take it there. Um, if you're a Denver resident or um, any recyclables as well. I also wanted to hit on their recycling directory, um, which is pretty cool. You can put anything like mattresses and it'll let you know where to take it. Um, mm -hmm. So in Denver, in North Denver, there's a company called Springback Colorado that is taking in mattresses. It's a really cool system. Wow. It does have a recycling fee of $20, but that is because there are people that take the mattress apart. So they take apart the wood with wood pieces, springs with springs, um, foam with foam. And what's cool is that they have a side business too um, called Green Pup Dog Beds. Um, let me see if I could find that. It's on Facebook um, where they're using these leftover mattress materials and making dog beds. Um, wow. Cool. And um, their fabrics are donated from a Colorado fabric store. Um, so, you know, it's, and I sat on one and it was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just quality control. Just make sure that all the dogs are going to be okay. <laughs> That's neat. Well, and that, the, the cool thing about that compost challenge is that that idea came out when we were doing the Green Team Accelerator Lab. And, and that, so the fact that Denver now has a citywide compost challenge is, came about from just a person, like, like Jasmine said, that Tara just stood up. I can remember standing like in the church basement where we were meeting going, hey, you guys, this might be kind of a crazy idea. I don't know if anybody's really interested. But I was kind of wondering if we could do maybe a neighborhood to neighborhood um, challenge of some kind to increase recycling or composting or something. And so the cool thing is that that EcoCycle got on board and the city of Denver, Denver Recycles, the Sustainable Neighborhood Program, everybody just said, yeah, that's a good idea. And it was really neat because like from Denver Recycles um, perspective because they're promoting this they were saying well you know we don't have really access to neighbors the way you do or to faith communities or anything so realizing that these partnerships sometimes I feel like a lot of times we're waiting around for the city to do something but that's the whole idea of this climate action challenge if you have an idea then why don't you try it and and Tara's idea she's I think she stood up and said that like in February and 
that was launched in April, like two months later, a citywide compost challenge. So you can definitely make things happen quickly if you just take action. And the Climate Action Challenge book has a lot of the details of kind of how to do that step-by-step step so that you don't um, spin your wheels. And yeah, so Jasmine, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We both just like started the day, right? <laughs> Head out and hang out with you guys on Facebook. Um, but do you have any other questions or I mean, any other last kind of comments or anything you wanted to make sure that we let people know as we're signing off here? Yeah, EcoCycle will be partnering with the Climate Action Challenge um, and will be a mentor as well. So I look forward to meeting you and hearing about your zero waste initiatives. And um, we'll also have some of our eco leaders be mentors as well because they've all done amazing things in the community and they are more than capable of talking about their experiences and really guiding people with their um, climate projects. Wonderful. And I think this is the message we're trying to get out there is like, we don't expect you to do this stuff on your own. And when you're working with people in your community, you can use that same thing with them, give them that extra love and care as they go through that process. Not just like, here's a, here's a brochure, go change your life. Um, so yeah, so we're in it with you as well to, to help you make those kind of changes in your community. All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks, Jasmine. Really nice hanging out with you. Thank you all. All right. And remember everybody, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. Bye, Jasmine. Bye. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in.